For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcasts. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. Doge. Jordan. Guys, it's kind of a somber mood this morning. Yeah, <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, there's some stuff in the news. There's some things that we've watched both on Bachelor in Paradise and our movie for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just need to try and bring a little bit, li- a little bit of light here. Yeah, we. I need some. I need a boost. Light in the sense of maybe something more positive, or just exposing actually what's going on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to start with Spider Man. Okay, this has the uh, movie world a buzz. It does. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk this one over to our Marvel experts, our insiders, <laughs> uh, on on in the field. Is that what they say? When they, yeah, we're on location. So. We're on There's location. like this hurricane all around Doge and, and Jordan right now. But uh, it was something that we were texting about immediately, uh, slacking about. Um, there had been a rumor that Sony was going to pull the rights of anything Spider-Man from the MCU, essentially having Peter Parker leave the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, kind of, I guess, losing the rights to that kind of stuff. Kevin Feige was brought up with that kind of stuff. Um but I start rambling because I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's have someone who knows what they're talking about. Enlighten us. Yeah. These, yeah, these, this is happening in a public way. And this stuff usually happens very privately. Um, I think this reminds me a whole lot of the summer of 2015, whenever Spider-Man was going to be or not going to be in civil war. And basically negotiations didn't break down. They just stopped for the day. And then, Somebody decided to leak what the meeting had been about and create a press release about it. And they're now using public opinion and website articles to try and continue negotiations outside of a meeting. Uh, Basically, Disney just wants more money because they... uh, They have a small cut of of anything Spider-Man makes, They do, but Sony pays to create the movie. Like, Sony finances the production of the movie. Disney gets creative control. So Disney gets 5% of the first weekend box office. Sony gets the remaining 95%, and, and Disney gets merchandising from the movie. So if there's a far-from-home toy, Disney gets that money. Disney is not hurting for money, and, and really it does shake out to a pretty even split of the profits of this film. Yeah. Uh, but Disney wants more, and Sony said, well, no way. Like if This is, the, this is Sony as, as a production company, their highest-grossing movie of all time. Yeah, and so they're like, Spider-Man of course, we're not going to give you more. We pay to make this movie. We yeah. earned this money. And Disney said, well, we want more. And yeah. Sony said, if you want more, then Kevin can't produce the next one. Yep. So that's, that's part of why, remember how we were kind of, I was confused a little bit last week when we were looking at the box office mojo at like these top, all these movies that have made a billion dollars. And um, I gave the wrong credit. It's definitely not... Far From Home is not technically a Disney movie. It's a right. Sony movie. Well, and I, I feel like it's important to give a little context for why Sony even has these rights in the first place and yeah. why everything with some 
not fringe, but some non-MCU Marvel characters has been so crazy. Um, I believe it was the late 90s when Marvel, as a production company and like comic book creator, yeah. was about to go under completely. Yep. Um, had filed for bankruptcy and was about to be done. And in order to keep their head above water, they sold the rights to X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and all associated heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Hulk. In the Hulk. Yep. And they sold those off to Sony and Fox. Um, I think that was it. It was just a, a Universal. Universal actually still has Hulk. Hulk they have distribution right. rights to solo Hulk movies. Which how is we got why, the Eric Bana one. Which is and how we got the Ed Norton one. That's yeah. why there's not been a Mark Ruffalo solo Hulk movie because Disney doesn't get that money unless Hulk is part of the ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. or with somebody else like Ragnarok. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, that so it's not like Disney is just being cavalier with their characters. This is something that I guess we should be thankful for in retrospect because it kept Marvel afloat. But uh, yeah, it has definitely created some some tangled webs. Hey. <laughs> My prediction is that absolutely nothing whatsoever will change. Right. Tom Holland is contracted for two more Marvel movies. John, John Watts is not the director, and so they may have a different director in for Spider-Man 3 and 4. Makes but- me nervous. I'm willing to bet. I mean, this is this is Alan Horn from Disney leading the negotiation. Is the same guy who fired James Gunn and said he'll never come back to work for our studio again. And, and then boom, look we where are. we are. James Gunn is back on mm, Guardians good Three. Point. Disney is creating a whole Spider-Man expansion to Disneyland. Like, so is th- this guy Alan Horn? Is he just like a loose cannon? What's his deal? Like, is he uh, just he's a, he's a numbers guy? He's a money boy. Okay, so he's just yeah. Okay, he's he's Jack Donaghy, who is so <laughs> good at managing microwave ovens that he's managing TV now. Fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of tangled webs, mm. I think it's time we head to the island. Ah! To paradise. Before we get deeper into paradise, I have something for us. Ooh. Yay! Um, yes. It was this perfect storm of inspiration. You know, the somber mood I was talking about, um, some of the very first scenes that we see. Uh, when we have this Christian and Jordan fight. Um, and there's just this little section, like for two seconds, they choose to focus on this like pot that's been broken. Yeah. Yes. Like that's the aftermath. Yes. And and then we just kind of move on. As we, the link from Legend of Zelda sprinted onto the beach. <laughs> yes. Looking, looking for rupees. Smashing pots. In all the wrong places. Smashing. <laughs> so I, uh, we just brush past it though. We just go past the pot as if like nobody cares about the pot. Sure. So, with that and the inspiration of the Dead Poets Society, written an ode to the pot, William Shakespeare mm. sonnets. I've written a sonnet, yes, called "Baked Earth." <laughs> okay, and I would like to share it with you. Yeah, please. please. And it's likely going to be in a British accent because that's what sonnets are for. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Baked Earth. Once was whole, but now in pieces. As the stars the sky releases, sitting in silence upon its station to be transformed by altercation. Heart ablaze, gut filled with brandy, he storms towards Christian's ode to candy. An ornate piñata puts on a show with consequence no soul could know. To fisticuffs, as one expects, but no one foresaw the suplex. (laughs) Amongst amongst the fray, a damsel cries, and most the island rolls their eyes. Two men the trade, 
for one piñata, yet no one mourns the terracotta. There you have it. That's baked very earth. Good. It's very good. Very good. A, a sonnet written to the terracotta pot <laughs> that lost its life <laughs> in this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I might as well be standing on my desk. Yeah, for real. After hey, that, oh one. captain, oh cap, oh oh, oh captain, captain. Man, y'all, y'all realizing how much like captains and islands and stuff is going to come into play yeah. in an announcement that we'll have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, very exciting little tease. Um, speaking of tease, I don't know. Okay. You guys, last episode, weren't the biggest fans of Nicole. No, Still not. No. I'm getting there, man. Still no. not. She, she decided to write something of her own for Dude, Clay. Oh, my Dude, goodness. that was so bad. It was the most unbelievable thing. Why And why is she flopping around as she's doing it? And it's, it's, really, it's really hard, too, because Clay, you're never going to know how he feels about anything. Right. So he's, like, somewhat appropriately and inappropriately not really reacting to her singing about touchdowns and love and yeah, kind of graphic Wii Sports. Sports? On, a, on a show where one of our go-to jokes is funny and silly singing, this is the most uncomfortable singing I've experienced. <laughs> Dude, it's really it, bad. Okay, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Skyler and Breaking Bad doing Marilyn Monroe's <laughs> oh. Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Yeah. Yes. But s- somehow infinitely worse. I really yeah. thought you were going to say it reminds you of the date that Scott Calvin goes on with the Shania Dude, Twain Christmas that, song. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> my thing at Christmas. Oh, God. Oh, so good. I, so I'm not completely out on Nicole I simply because she's on my team. And I can't. What's it going to take I don't for want you, her, man? I don't want her to know that I'm very disappointed in her. Um, speaking of Nicole on my team, we want to run through the rules again on how we're doing this because we're just figuring it out as well. Yeah. <laughs> but we're playing a game right now. We had a we had a draft two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, uh, where we were picking uh, our, what do they call them? They don't call them contestants. What do they call them when they, they come to the island? Do they lovers. call them lovers? <laughs> we were choosing our lovers. We're choosing yes. our lovers. We each got four lovers, two guys, two girls. Um, and we kind of drafted that. And so the point system works this way. For however many consecutive rose ceremonies, not episodes, that these contestants make through, we get those points. That's Meaning, true. for me, and I've, I'm just kind of reading through my notes, Bibby, Bibiana, sweet, sweet Bibiana, got me nothing. She got me no points because she never even made it through a rose ceremony. Mike, who would come in to replace her. So after we lose somebody, the very first person that rejoins— or, after or the loss. After the loss, post-loss, the first person that joins the island— is immediately inherited to your team, whether they are a guy or a girl. So I inherited Mike. He has given me one point because he's, he has made it through the most recent rose ceremony. That's true. Now, Derek, Blake, and Nicole all have made it through two rose ceremonies. So they give me three points because I got one, and then they got two. They got the little bonus point because they've made it through a consecutive rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I have a total of 10 points. Jordan and Doge both also last night have 10 points. Have 10 points. They both lost somebody. We lost Wills and Cam. Yeah. Yeah. My boy two, Wills is out. My very cam is out. <laughs> two very different people. Yeah. And so now they also have 10 points. The replacements at this point were... I got Caitlin. And I got Jen. So we were just talking about this before the show started. Uh, the two of them left, I mean, essentially simultaneously, because neither of them got a rose at the same right. rose ceremony. So how did you decide who replaced them? Yeah, I think we landed on the fact that uh, Wills is the one who walked off set first. Yeah. So that means so just technically keep it close he was gone first. So yeah. we got to watch out for, for deets like that. Yeah. Hey, and I want to say, I hope Wills doesn't come back to any Bachelor stuff. Wills, I don't want him to. Wills is way too good he for is this so stuff, much, man. Yeah. He is so far above 
what is expected at these things. For and real. he just needs to go into real... I mean, he is cool enough. Yeah. He needs to go into real life and find... I love that guy, but he just keeps getting his heart broken here. He just... He stands out, you know? Seriously. And it makes me feel weird because I like his contribution, but then I don't. But then I'm like, wait, am I not liking him because he's actually a good person? Right. What has this show done yeah, to me? he's not juicy enough. So yeah, he's boring right. to watch, but he'd be great to hang out with. Well, yeah, but like yeah. his personality and the things that he wears and his like bleached hair this season, it reminds me of when you see your video game created character <laughs> in the middle of like a bunch of NPCs. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I know who the main character is because they look so different. This is the one I put all my heart and soul right. into. Right? He's yeah. got like the colorful <laughs> shirts and he's so cool and funny. That's so I don't good. Know. And I, you can I like choose his dialogue right. like with buttons yeah. on your remote. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who's less cool and funny every every second? Blake. I'm oh so gro- he's yeah. gross on my he's, team. He's gross. Yucky. He's gr- I would say grody even. Yeah. He's everything about him feels fake now. Anytime he talks to somebody or tries to swoon, yes. uh he's got you know, he's gone on another date with someone at Sagecoach. <laughs> Dude. I can't believe it. It's comical. If I'm the stage coach, if I'm if I'm the actual like festival, I'm hiring this boy to make me a commercial. I'm building an ad campaign based oh, yeah. around Blake right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm having hey, Blake come on and be like, "Look who you can meet." Good. Good. I want to be out with Blake. Come to right. Blake. Come to Blake coach. Come play with Blake coach. Yeah. Well, so and with Blake and Hannah breaking up and Dylan finally getting Hannah, I'm having a hard time even being happy for Dylan. Yes. Because I'm happy for Dylan because he got the thing that he wanted. I think he's a sweet boy. But like, she kind of sucks, right? Yeah, a little bit. What's the deal, man? Yeah. This, is, this is where you have to put on your like reality TV show, dating show right. goggles. Because everyone's relationship is just talking about their relationship. Right. It's the same thing that happens during the main season where like, I mean, my relationship with Jess... We do a whole lot more than say we're married and we're together and we're the strongest couple here. Like right. we have actual <laughs> shared interests, and I don't think any of these people do. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, and but it, yeah, and and it was ref- like referenced in the sonnet. But Christian and Jordan are gone. Yes, they're not coming they back. Out. I feel um, like Jordan accidentally threw him down those steps. I feel like yeah. Jordan handled that really well. Actually, he did. Like yeah. they came in and they were like, "You're gone." He was like, "Yeah." yeah Christian, that makes sense. Christian was like, "Ice pack on the shoulder." Dude, he had a sling on. <laughs> it was no, it was like a Boy Scout, like a wrap decoration ribbon or something. Yeah. Well, and the <laughs> the when when he left, I don't know the the juxtaposition between the two ways they handled leaving the show is telling. I think of just instability well, and the fact that there's yeah. like five people around Christian just in case he goes off again. Right. It was hostile. Right. He's hostile yeah. the whole time, even yeah. when he was trying to be attractive. Everything was hostile. Yes. I'm glad to see him gone. I hate to see Jordan go. Yeah, yeah, I do too. too. I love it. It was dumb. Hey, you knew I was going to talk about it. Dean. Yeah. I got to talk about him at least once a week. Oh, he's hilarious. Dude, him keep he keeps doing the same joke it's, and it's funny every time. I know, dude. He it's keeps really pretending. funny. If you're not watching the show, Dean is my favorite and he keeps pretending. Oh, they can tell. That he's going to take the <laughs> yeah. date with these new people that come and yeah. he comes in, he talks to Kaylin every time he's like, Hey, can we talk? And the, <laughs> the first time he psyched her on it, he goes, Psych, you know I wouldn't do you like that young K. <laughs> and I've been calling Kaylin Young K. Uh, <laughs> Dean and Young K really growing on me as a yeah, couple. Yeah, for sure. Dean yep. is kind of a narrative breaker and I like it. He is. Yep. I like it a lot. And, it's, it's, he is the antithesis to Blake right now. And they never talk about how strong of a couple they are. No, because it's not TV. Right. It's not It's not drama. He's, he's, just, there, he's just there to hang. <laughs> right, yeah. 
It's not HBO. Wah. We're not going to credit HBO. <laughs> That's the HBO starting sound. <laughs> it was also what the hairdresser from Princess Diaries does in the first one. He's like, make all like, the boy moose go wah. I feel like Kirby with a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hi. <laughs> um, I have to say it now because it's being dist- it's it's distracting. For some reason, Doge decided to maybe joke that he was going to keep his arms up the entire yeah. episode. Yep, yep. I, I in the air. And Jordan said I couldn't do it. No, and I didn't. I said I'm going to hold you. To I need you to know two things back to back. One good, one bad. The bad one, I'm so sweaty and sore already. The good one, my voice sounds great because my diaphragm's open. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? Is that what it the is? Strength. That's so funny. Yeah, my diaphragm is just wide open. All the air can pass through. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. Um, what are some other standouts for this episode? Hey, I'm going to put my arms down. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I can't do it. You did great. Yeah. Well, you got more than halfway. Um, there weren't too many things that stand out. I love Mike's attitude. He's yeah, one of like my Mike. favorites right now. Hey, yeah, I Mike still rules. like JPJ and Taysha. JPJ and Taysha is impressing me. It's he fun. called her Taysha Paul Jones at one point in this Very week's funny. episode. So it's great. Gosh. Very funny. And I like that JPJ just kind of rolls up on different couples and hangs out with them for a little bit. Yeah. That sort of seems like his MO is that it'll be like Dean and Young K or somebody else just sitting together and you'll just see like this blonde like mop wobbling in yeah. the background and he'll just plop down. Okay, to so, uh, hey, what guys, are, so like what's been going on recently? What are like, what are, uh, what is like up and stuff? <laughs> yeah, he chokes in the pool again. So we get another <laughs> coughing from him. We get puking from Chris on his date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In that boat that looks like it was about to flip over. Yeah, I would hey, die. I'm a big Chris and Katie fan. This new girl, I know she's on your team now, Jen. Um, yeah. She's so boring seeming to uh-huh. me. She is kind of boring. Yeah. It's weird. I yeah. feel like he's like... The Katie stuff, the I like Katie, but... It's a little. It's doing this Bachelor in Paradise thing to where she's claiming that he's perfect for her. I hate when people do that. Yeah, he's like, I should yeah. have done that. I can't. I finally found someone who's perfect in every way. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think she she talked about it. I thought it was mature to bring it up herself, but she sure. was like, I self sabotage. Yeah, that's what I just did. And the moment I did it, I was like, uh oh, I think I like him more yeah. than I thought. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. that being said, we can talk about all the self sabotage things that I'm tired of. I think that's actually a pretty good segue into Demi and Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a big, I say plot point, like it's written. Demi, Demi. I mean. Derek. Wait, Demi and Christian? Oh, oh, the, the, oh. Yeah, so, the girl. so Demi's Christian girlfriend from before the show came mm-hmm. on the show now. So Demi and Derek kind of uh, axed it. They're done. Yeah. And Demi and Christian, Christian's coming on the show now. Here's the thing. I love Demi. She's one of my favorite people that's ever been on the show. Yeah. And if that's the route that they wanted to go, like inviting her girlfriend on to be cast member, like a contestant on the show with Demi to let us see how Demi's story unfolds. Great. I, I really am so over this much screen time being given to just one couple though. Yeah. Yeah. Like over half of this week was completely dominated by something that the previews had already shown us was definitely going to go one way. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, it's not like we don't know. You have shown us that Demi's girlfriend shows up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Typical bachelor, like it's the fence, it's the jump. fence jump. It's the yeah. my husband would never talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least then we didn't know what was said, and at least yeah. with the fence jump, we didn't know why the jump happened. With this, it was like pretty. I feel pretty clear of yeah. like, oh, yeah, we know what's going well, on here. Like, again, you have to, once you take your reality show goggles off, like that's kind of a crappy thing to do. You'd be like, I'm interested in a person. 
But I'm going to go on this dating show instead to see if I'm really interested. Well, that's not what a grown-up does. I think she explained well. herself very well. I I, I, I agree with you. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's sort of shades of gray here. But yeah. I, I think that she explained herself both to Derek and to Christian before she did this. And so, like, is it a decision I would have made? No. But these are two people that both had the option to say, I'm not okay with this. And they both said, I'm, I'm okay with you trying this. Yeah. So, I mean, she was up front, as Demi does. And I, I think it it's more about her trying to figure out what she actually wants slash needs. And if the other two people were willing parties in that experiment, they I don't have a lot of sympathy for the pain caused. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's just, yeah, it's it all seems way too personal to be Yeah. To be on TV. It's just not how yeah, I would define bachelor, it's not though. how yeah, yeah, I know. It's not how true. I would define legitimate concern for someone and caring for someone to put them in this environment. That exactly. I would agree. Yeah. So I'm just like burp. Exactly. Once you're in when you're in show world, Chris Harrison is the world's best dad. When you're out of show world, Chris Harrison is Michael Jackson's dad, the money manager dad. He's like his children <laughs> are his product, right? Hey, yeah. I like Chris Harrison. I love I'm a Chris big Harrison. Chris fan. Yeah, but that's a good point. Um before we close, I do also want to say that. Uh, Wells continues to be he's the oh, best yeah. mm-hmm. uh, welcome I wish I had more time with him I really do think that Wells and heir Demi, apparent or do oh, what? Oh, go ahead what were you going to say the heir apparent to Chris is what oh, you're saying I think that for sure I think they are making giving Wells more and more screen time every season have we talked about this on the show yeah, yeah I think so yeah I think I think he's the next Chris it would make the most sense I would to love me. that me too or and if you want to ease it have them both do it at the same time for a few seasons so that people get used to seeing what, so it's not just a hard shift. Yeah. But I was going to say, uh, if as soon as Demi's done with being a contestant, throw her behind the bar with Wells. Yeah. Yeah. Have be her fine. be like an infield correspondent for Chris during the actual show. Like, keep Demi around. Yeah. She's too valuable. And I have to say, there's a lot that makes me really sad. <laughs> about like ABC and and everything that they're doing with these people. But I do like that the production team tends to exemplify the people that are the realist. Like ultimately your fan favorite outside of the ones that there's, there's the fan favorite that just causes trouble and stirs things Right. But then they're the ones that kind of get a long lasting contract. that are the ones that have sins. They stick around. Yeah. So it's like, okay, humanity's not necessarily lost. (laughs) Right. That's not really what this is for. Right. You know, and and they do recognize that like these are good people <laughs> and these are bad people. To, to me, <laughs> and that's, we're the judge. Yes. That's like that's like the one gram of protein that you'd find in a candy bar. Like, oh, right. it's mostly junk, but hey, there's a little bit of real it's food. Not the worst for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just drinking olive oil. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, before we sign off, remember tomorrow we are uh, getting started, starting our second half of back to school. Yes, uh, with Dead Poet Society. Yes. And so uh, you saw some of that inspiration today. There's likely to be more tomorrow. Uh, We look forward to talking about that. Uh, To sign off today, I would love for everybody to give me their name in the order that we normally do. So I'll go go first. And then Doge, you go. And then Jordan, you'll go. So you'll say Doge, you'll say Jordan. That makes sense. Um, And for this one, let's kind of mix together these two worlds right now. So uh, let's do uh, a very famous dead poet, uh, sonnet writer, William Shakespeare, right? So let's put one of these Bachelor in Paradise contestants as a role in a Shakespeare story as we sign off. Okay. Okay. I'm Carter, and I just keep going back to the scene. One of them's not even here anymore. 
But uh, when Jordan and Demi are making commentary on everybody, Ray Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yes. of them. So that's the roles that they would play. Excellent. Yeah, that's good. I'm Doge, and Chris Harrison is obviously Puck. Playing matchmaker. 100% he's Puck. That's great. That's not what I was going to do. Wow. I'm Jordan, and I would put John Paul Jones as the main character in my favorite William Shakespeare adaptation, 10 Things I Hate About You. (laughs) Because he is Heath Ledger. 100% is Heath Ledger. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.